get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slowly. But I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we are at that point in the program cycle where we'll be bringing you all your favourite segments. It's a full episode. Full episode. Pete We're Evans back. is back with some fucking hot takes on the FTX back. collapse. Woo. Pete's back. Blackpill fuckwits dripping with fuckwittery as usual, and Sobs hits are being taken down by the man as usual. Uh, but before we get on with the show, we need to make a correction. Yeah. In last week's Rabbit Hole episode, we said there had been no deaths from Pfizer, but then went on to say uh, there'd been no deaths from mRNA. There is, in fact, one death from Spike Vaccine in Australia, and we said nine deaths from AstraZeneca, when it's, in fact, 14 deaths in total in Australia. Mm-hmm. That was my mistake. I was working off old facts and hadn't updated them. Yeah, that happens. But it's important to get these things right. Yes, it we is. we do make mistakes, which will happen, we will correct the record on social media and in the episode. It's very important to do that. And not at the tail end of the show no. or stuffed in between segments that might not draw any attention. Right up front. It's fucking RV Yemeni. And I thank our listener, Rod, for pointing out my mistake. Yeah, it was really good. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate your work. Yeah, no, we appreciate, we appreciate it. And, and please uh, do. And if we get things wrong, we like to correct them because we do not like to be even associated with the misinfo business. Exactly. And I don't even like getting misinformation wrong. So if I incorrectly quote a cooker, even correct that. So look, we do remind listeners that the show is deeply researched. We do read off a script, but we do ad-lib a little bit, which means we're not perfect. But the work takes so much time and the research is fucking arduous. Mm-hmm. And this is so we can be right as often as we are. Not always, but most of the time. So we say, if you want to encourage this behavior, throw us a bit of coin. We can spend more time on the script, do more meticulous research, because it is a bloody lot of work to get this thing done. And to that end, we have a Patreon up and running and for as little as five dollars a month you can access all sorts of free content at overflow episodes yep. which we love recording for our yeah, special fun. friends <laughs> uh, you can meet us in zoom meets and and join us while we record the show it sounds like we're fucking the patrons our special friends that we see on the weekends only so head off to patreon.com backslash the conditional release program and just check it out i mean like there's some teasers and stuff there there's a shitload of bonus content now we've been doing this for fucking ages. that's how we feel about our patrons they're yeah. our special yeah. friends that we only see on weekends yeah um, we, and we'd love to have you on board. But now it's on with the free bits. It's there. It's and the good. first free bit is the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. And let's kick it off with the midterms, which were an absolute disaster for the, for the Trumpster, as the GOP now has to look to a future without him. Yes, they do. It is a bit premature to start picking over the political corpse of Donald Trump, although you've always said that he was fucked from the start. I mean, since he lost the last election, he was rooted. But we'll see. We'll see. But it will need more than a surgeon's steady hand to remove him and his influence from the grand old party because it is deeply entrenched. Yes. But the threat of a split within the party remains very, very real, and the loss yes. of Trump's MAGA voting bloc would be absolutely catastrophic for Republicans. They would be fucked. It is the way of American politics that as soon as one election is done and dusted and there seems to be one every fucking fortnight, the next <laughs> one becomes our new fixation for, what, two years? Yeah, if the that's right. sta- 
Endless, it's true. endless election. The, the Americans have endless election campaigns. I love democracy, but like, how much do I love democracy? I love it. I love yeah, it. it keeps I'm, me, I'm kind of keeps you me feeling that. alive. I'm, I'm kind of lying to myself by saying I don't enjoy these cycles. But look, if the Margas do stay at home in 2024, whatever the American equivalent of a drover's dog or a ficus plant or a fucking you know bed sheet could win the presidency for the Democrats. I mean, Joe Biden did it recently. So who knows? But yeah, obviously- Not Kamala. No, not this, Kamala. This, no, not no, Kamala. No, 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 we can't. No, no. Yeah, we I was going to say, like the vice president- We cannot no. rule her in there. I would actually <laughs> say that, 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 a, that, a suit, uh, that a suit hanging from a coat hanger with a tie over the over the lapel could win yes, uh, in yes. 2024 for the Democrats, but not Kamala. Not, House, not no. Kamala, no. But back no. to the midterms where counting continues. It's still continuing. Um, actually, in late break, Breaking news: uh, The um, uh, the Arizona incumbent governor uh, has almost certainly been re-elected. Yes, fuck Carrie Lake. Uh, she sucks. Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie Lake is still is still screaming and ranting and railing on uh, oh, sure on uh, Twitter, but uh, it looks like Ugh. she's done too. Uh, so counting is continuing, particularly in the House. The Republicans will take the House now. That's pretty much certain. With a majority somewhere between five and ten seats, looks to be about seven. Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat speaker pretty much retired anyway from that well, role. We'll, we'll be. be replaced by Kevin McCarthy. She's 80-odd. Um, both <laughs> won re-election in their districts in California without any fuss. McCarthy won two-thirds of the vote. Pelosi won 81% of the vote in her district. So yeah. That's what you call a safe seat. Um, yeah. The outcome in the Senate uh, was murkier, but the Democrats... Uh, will hold Arizona. Yeah. Uh, with the incumbent Mark Kelly won by around about 100,000 votes. Not bad. Uh, and in Nevada, the Republican candidate Adam Laxalt has now actually lost. Um, so they haven't really uh, flipped anywhere. The only the yeah. only flip we've had is um, is that one in, uh, in in Pennsylvania where Dr. Mehmet Oz, the Trump yeah. acolyte, uh, was beaten was beaten by a man and had a stroke. Yes, who can't uh, process auditory information. I mean, not, not, that's not to say the Federman is not a capable politician. We, oh, shouldn't, we shouldn't joke about it. He actually looks like a biker. He does. Um, <laughs> Someone on Twitter said, if a union was a person. <laughs> that was great. He's got the wraparound tats and, and the shaved yeah. head, the whole he's look. Great. He's got the look. Uh, and he, is, he, of course, flipped, uh, flipped Pennsylvania to, to blue. Yes. And that was the one loss. So it looks like with George, with the Georgia runoff, uh, it, it, Democrats will either have 50 with uh, – uh, with Kamala Harris as a VP there with the casting vote. Tiebreaker, uh, yeah. <clears throat> that'll give them the majority. If they win in Georgia, they go 51. Um, so uh, it's either no change or they've they've, they've picked up one. Yeah. And, and to be fair, you know, to be, let's just look at this realistically. No discarded politician will hit the canvas harder than Dr. Mehmet Oz, supplement flogger, and a doctor, a medical doctor. Yeah. We'll get to a few other weird doctors shortly, but a doctor who opposes abortion. Yeah. A doctor who opposes medical marijuana and a doctor who opposes the Affordable Care Act. I know. Isn't that fucking embarrassing? And another it interesting is. thing about Mehmet Oz is he's Turkish. And Chaz was saying that he was actually one of the very quiet Muslim candidates. And yes, yes. that's one of those things that he kept very quiet. Ooh, because, yeah. Do ooh, you want to mention you, that? You can't have that as a Republican. Mm-mm-mm. Well, look, the trick to being a celebrity doctor is to be celebrated. You've actually got to be celebrated. And, and I'm betting Dr. Mehmet Oz's phone hasn't rung since his concession speech last Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And may never ring again. 
Yes, which Hello? is fine because he has like 20 <laughs> just, houses. Just check. Is there a dial tone? Just check to see if there's a yeah, dial yeah, tone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just double check. <laughs> just, just checking if it still rings. Just, babe, just checking if it still rings. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, he's going he, he's gonna to hit the deck very, very hard. Yeah, fuck In it. In a spectacular act of denial, the 45th POTUS, the orange one, blamed his wife, I Melania, so for Mehmet's candidacy. Uh, and rather... In a true social post on Wednesday, the Donald's strained credibility and superlatives alike, claiming the midterm election results were not only a personal triumph, but the best victory ever. It's amazing how he just bends reality. This is is the quote from The Truth. While in certain ways yesterday's election was somewhat disappointing, from my personal standpoint, it was a very big victory. (laughs) I can't do Trump's voice. I'm not even trying. He's a win. It's been huge. It's huge. 219 wins and 16 losses in the general. Who has ever done better than that? No one has ever done anything like that. Ever in history. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's just completely insane. But it is so funny how just the world appears differently through his eyes. And you can just, like, what an amazing spin doctor. It's almost like, because you don't know whether he's, like, lying to you or he's just that it's stupid. It's amazing. It's the best victory ever. It's just incredible. So the predicted red tsunami became a wave and then a swell. Now it's this sort of neat, tired, sad little puddle. President Biden's shaky cognitive grip, and let's face it, he's, he's a bit like that, severe cost of living pressures, which people are feeling in ways that, like, they're sometimes over doing it, but it's definitely happening. Fuel supply problems, you know, the Saudis turning off the tap, and border control on the southern border, which is on pace with 2 million illegal entries for the calendar year, which is going off 1.7 million in 2021. That's a lot. Should absolutely have been issues driving a massive swing to the GOP because they are textbook Republican talking points. But according to exit polls, three in 10 votes were cast over the abortion issue. I mean, this is roughly the same as abortion, as inflation and cost of living pressures. And pollsters completely fumbled this prediction, generally claiming that abortion had waned as a hot-button issue because it happened a while ago with the Dobbs decision. And this mm. is, of course, despite Democrats pouring, I think it was something like $300 million. Don't quote me on that. It could be wrong. But this was purely designed to fire up the base, get women out to vote on this hot-button topic of reproductive rights, and all the pollsters said, nah, it's cooled off, don't worry about it. But of course, we saw independent voters casting their votes for Dems 49-47, which is showing, as you always say, always say, elections are won in the centre, they're won in the middle. Marga hat-wearing motherfuckers are not in the middle. They are far from the centre. They are somewhere on Mars in a car made by Elon Musk. I don't even know where the fuck they are these days. Yeah, just wanted to just, just cover that, you know, that, that illegal immigration issue. You would think it'd be a hot button issue. You would. Particularly in the Southwest, but California remained pretty true. There are a couple of house seats that might be lost in California. Uh, and we've just gone through Nevada and Arizona. No big changes there. You know, governor, incumbent Democrat governors both re elected. And then Texas, which Greg Abbott won fairly comfortably, the Republican governor, and he had been elected for his third term against the rather hapless Beto O'Rourke. But uh, yeah. when you look at those districts along the Rio Grande, Beto actually won them. So you would think that's just turned into a big nothing. But you've also got to keep the Latino vote on side. So how can you piss on bad hombres and call them all rapists while you've got to get their cousins to vote for you? I mean, there's a lot of logic in that. I think it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really complex one, but it certainly didn't seem to loom very large. Uh, I kind of like that. You know, in, the, in the places you would expect it to in the southwest I like uh, it. of the United States. There's a couple of other really significant things here. As you, as you said, Joel, independent voters, which is the biggest voting block now, 
um, yeah. uh, bigger than um, re- registered Democrats and, and registered Republicans. And, and in many states, uh, what we talk about registered, you, you actually can nominate who you yeah. vote for. And that may, in certain states, and each state has their own rules, it's very complicated and <laughs> very annoying. <laughs> um, but, but in certain states, you may may only be able to vote in a primary, in a, in a Democrat yes. primary, if you are a Democrat registered voter, for yeah. example. Yeah. Some other states, just to make things completely weird, say, no, come in, you can vote whoever you want and whenever you want. But it's And not- people do. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but this this is the this is the main thing. So you've got you've got uh, independent voters now supporting the Democrats. You've also got Biden's. If if you look at Biden's Biden's approval rating, um, he he has a sort of approval rating around about forty percent. So that means around about ten to twelve percent, probably more of people who don't approve of the job he did voted Democrat. Yeah, exactly. Which is really, yeah. really, which is really, really strange. It has been. But look, with, with votes still being counted, turnout was high, but won't surpass the high watermark of twenty eighteen, where fifty percent of eligible voters cast a ballot across the country. This <laughs> we're sort of applauding the high turnout, but um, uh, turnout in. Um, in midterms is, is generally pretty low, yeah. uh, and fifty percent uh, in twenty eighteen is a is a high water mark. I'm not going to say in history, but certainly in recent American political history. Yeah, in many backgrounds, in many battleground states, and those are states that are constantly up for grabs. Um, turnout exceeded half of eligible voters, with Minnesota, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin getting up towards that sixty percent. While turnout in Florida. Uh, which we can stop calling a swing state now because it's yeah. pretty much solid red with DeSantis mm-hmm. now was was just on fifty percent, so we're, we're very high in those in those in those states that matter. Yeah, those states so in, that determine the presidential election. Sorry, John. It, it, well, no, it's, it's just saying in states that don't matter. So like deep red Mississippi, right? The turnout the turnout barely exceeded a third of eligible yeah. voters. You know, yeah. knocking around thirty percent. But this is the thing. So you turn up, you vote, and then what? The Republicans just get in anyway. So. There's People no, get bored because nothing yeah, happens, nothing, nothing changes. Happens. And there's that's no why compulsory you don't voting. There's, turnouts, yeah. there's no preferential voting. There's nothing interesting going on. So people just don't turn up because the Republicans are just pissing it every time. This is something you told me, actually. Yeah. And like, I, I was like, yeah, okay, that makes a bit of sense. But like in yeah. McKellar, I would vote every time. Liberals would always win and I'd always vote for Greens and Labor because fuck the Libs. But at the same time, every election night it was the same fucking result. Yeah, so there's a long history in midterms of, uh, that, that basically whoever's in the White House, whatever party that president represents, the midterms two years later will swing against him. It's always him. We haven't had yes, a her. They, uh, <laughs> they tried, but they failed. Yes, uh, they and in 2018, just to give you an indication, Trump lost 30 House seats in the midterms in what is, you know, that's just situation normal. Yeah, it is, uh, yeah. Obama, Obama lost 62 in 2010. Ugh. Reagan lost 26 in 1982, was which so is popular. absolutely amazing yeah. because he won both presidential elections, 1884, by thumping margins. 84, yeah. I think he only lost one state. Isn't I'm, it bizarre? I may be wrong. Anyway, Carter, Jimmy Carter lost just 15 in 1978, and, and Biden's casualties look to be in the same sort of ballpark. It's probably going to be a little bit less. He might lose around about five or six House seats. It's just nowhere near what was predicted. Yeah. And, and just to give you an indication of what's going on in the states at the moment, now, Trump won in 2016, fair and square. Yeah. You know? He lost, yeah. but then he lost that midterm election in 2018, which we say. Yeah. And then he lost the presidential election, lost the White House in 2020. Then in the Georgia runoffs in January 2021, he lost both of those. And now 
with his without his name featuring on the ballot, didn't didn't in the Georgia runoffs either. But yeah. his shadow casting long over the result, he's fallen short again. In baseball terms, he's batting two fifty, a halfway decent stat for a middle of the rung MLB hitter. But in politics, it's a disaster. I mean, he basically one win for four losses. Yeah, it's not great. That means Trump has to go, not because he's quixotic, capricious, self absorbed, or that he can't let the twenty twenty presidential election go without the baseless claim he won. Bigly, but (laughs) all of those things you can put aside. The Republican Party will wear that, but they're not going to wear the fact that he is an election loser. Yeah, isn't that something? It's the worst thing for him too. It's like the like he's the biggest nightmare. He wakes up going, "I'm not a loser, Melania." I'm sorry, gonna, I, I need some Adderall. I'm fucked. Yeah, he's, he, you know, he, he's, he's going to watch Dr. Oz go down and go, yeah, I'm going to hit the ground harder than that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he will. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's going to be a bit sad, really, in a way. But I'll enjoy it because yeah, I'm a I'm big like fan this. of schadenfreude. Uh, look, for all the metaphors of waves turning into ripples, the Republicans had a win in the midterms because now they can see a future without Trump. Ron DeSantis' near-20-point thrashing of the hapless Charlie Crist, a Democrat candidate and former governor of Florida, not only sets up the Floridian Republican for a tilt at the presidency in 2024, but he has, he's got $100 million in donations left over to, to start it all over again. Yeah. And so there's a few things to watch. Right? One of the things that we thought was going to happen is the Republicans took the House, which they will, but only by a narrow margin. But if they took it by 25, 30 seats, uh, then one of the things that we were expecting that to happen was that the House Select Committee in t- to investigate the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol building uh, would, would would be shut down. Yeah. Now, maybe that still is the case. Possible. Maybe, maybe the Republicans look at this or enough of them go, yeah, maybe... Maybe we'll let the Democrats do our dirty work on this, you know? Oh, I think that's absolutely true. But the one thing I'm looking forward to is the House Committee investigating Hunter Biden. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that just gets knocked over in the Senate now. <laughs> so, so none of this stuff can get up. Oh, can't a you get a House Committee can, up without oh, the they can, they can set up their they can set up their committees. There won't be select committees because they won't have any Democrats on them. Okay. Yep. Um, but they, and they can set up these committees, but they're not likely to proceed with anything. I, think I mean, this, really is, this is the disaster of all of this, that all of their plans to make Joe Biden's next two years an absolute nightmare have fallen flat. Yes, which um, is actually fucking fantastic because I'm bored of that sort of nonsense. But I do mm. look forward to people talking about Hunter Biden's cock in a chamber, standing yeah. in nice clothing it's, with a little little pin. Making me uncomfortable again, John. Just talking about his nice, big, juicy <laughs> penis. I think that's going to be fucking great. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, he is corrupt as shit, and I look forward to him going down. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah look, there, there, it won't be the end of Hunter Biden's laptop, and and and, and uh, a Republican. The, the trouble, Joel, is, is in a four hundred and thirty-five seat chamber, and if you've got two hundred and nineteen, which is the projected. Right, you've got two nineteen. It's like fucking herding cats. The whips yes, will be exactly. It's you know you've only got to get two people who aren't there. I mean, I <laughs> don't care, or you know, because this is the thing about Hunter Biden's penis. Not everyone's into it, and I find this really distressing. And everyone's a bit weird about it. I've found I would say probably more people aren't into Hunter Biden's penis I'm than not, are. No, I'm not. I'm, what, I'm like one why? of those, Joel. I'm it's one a great of those cock. Not into I, Hunter I, I don't Biden's fucking penis. understand you people. I don't understand. Anyway, look. In reality. Outside of Hunter Biden's penis, which is a fascinating topic, we should definitely cover more. For some, for some, Joel. Only for some. I know that's the problem with the house. We we, we went through it. Trump has a laundry list of legal misery to deal with anyway. He's 
fucked. Everyone's trying to get him on criminal charges, civil charges, fucking everything. So he will probably announce his candidacy reportedly within days. I mean, unless he's got cold feet after this. I don't think he can pull that now. I can't see it. I can't see it. It's I mean, one impossible. of the things was if if the Dems were sorry, if the Republicans were able to flip flip Nevada, then then Georgia would have been really hot. Yeah, and and they were saying, please, please don't announce your candidacy because you're just going to you're going to muddy the waters uh, in the Georgia runoff. But now that's not so important. But regardless, he just would have done whatever he wanted to do anyway. Of course, he doesn't give a fuck about the party. He gives a fuck about himself. There is a possibility he will pull off the classic Grover Cleveland, which is the only US president to serve with two non-consecutive terms. God, that mm, felt like a Grover did that. Why. But his fortunes have diminished now because he kind of lost. He's a loser. Yeah. He's a fucking mm. loser. He's politically painted himself into a corner. And moreover, the Trump business model is firmly now based on political donations. Where else is he getting money from? Like That's it. His like brand's trashed. Fucking royalties from The Apprentice. And I've heard today on some podcasts that big donators, proper Republican big donors, donators. you mean, Joel? Yes, big donors. Thank you. It's been, I was laboring. <laughs> thank you. Have cold feet on the Trumpster and not feeling it. They're like they're much more yeah. like. Look, if DeSantis runs, I'll give him cash, but I'm not going to this fucking loser it, cash. It's it's not. It, it, Trump hasn't got Doctor Mehmet Oz's phone, the one that just doesn't ring. Can you just try that just just to see see if we've got a yeah. dial tone? But it's not ringing as much as it was two no. weeks ago. And the calls might not be the best calls. They might be sorry, mate. Not this time. All right, just a little more, probably about 18 months out. I'm, I'm happy to give my tip, and that is that DeSantis will have Trump for breakfast in the primaries if Trump yeah. does decide to run, and DeSantis almost certainly will. But Donald is not known for leaving scenes without making a noise. You no. know, he doesn't just walk off with a bit of dignity, just quietly. Okay, uh, I've been beaten by a better man on the day, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's just not going to He's just not going to do that. And that's where the problem lies. Rusted on pro-Trump voters are bound to react badly if the GOP. Oh, yeah. He seeks to restore some form of normality to the party. No. A surgeon's deft hand that you mentioned before, Joel, with the scalpel may not be enough. And, well, uh, and we do send out a, a bit of a message. If listeners know a good exorcist, um, <laughs> please drop the Republican Party a line. I just love the fact that DeSantis is now normal. <laughs> Here, I'm going to send you all the Martha's Vineyard as long as you're Mexican. Well, look, he, he, he's, a, he's a genuine Republican. I mean, yeah. that's why that's why yeah, ticks yeah. a lot of boxes. Princeton educated, all this sort of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, look, he's straight out of central casting. Yeah, but he's yeah. he's he's not this quixotic, dangerously stupid character. I mean, Trump is a political, politic, politically naive. This is what all of this shows. That's why he had to save kids from tunnels in fucking QAnon. And he just thinks it's a great big fucking um, you know television show. You know, it's just that's what he thinks, and it's, yeah. it's just you know, and 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 people, it's the same thing with Elon Musk. We've been talking about this on Two Jack. No one ever says no to him, and yeah. anyone who does yeah. says, "Oh, I'm not so sure they about this, fired. Mr. President." Out you go. Uh. <laughs> so no one ever says, no one ever gets into his mind and says, "That's really not a good idea, Mr. Trump." That's not a good way to live. It's not All a good right. way to live. What's next? Okay, well, Joel, pray, get on your knees, genuflect and pray for America's frontline doctors, the women and men who keep the U.S. public health service such as it is rolling. Bless. And keeping the uh, the uh, shotgun victims alive. Oh, good. That's hard. Wearing themselves to the bone, treating COVID and everything else that goes tits up in the United States. Yeah, I'll not do uh, No, wait, not no, 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 wait. We're not talking about doctors generally. We're, we're talking about America's frontline doctors, uh-huh. known by the acronym A. 
NFLDS, uh, which is a not-for-profit organisation of COVID-denying witch doctors <laughs> who made a fortune from prescribing horse paste to idiots. Yes, they are, yes. Uh, they've been ripped off by their founder, Dr. Simone Gold, who's a real piece of work, and still have $7 million in the bank, but now they're not quite sure who to give the bank account pin to. So they got ripped off um, and they've still got $7 million. Do we know how much money they had? Well, look, it must have been millions. And we we'll get to some millions. of the spending in a, in a little while they're under under Simone Gold's um, um, management. Watchful um, but first, eye. let's just contemplate. If you were, you know, if you'd, you'd been shot, which is very common in the United States. It is. And, and you're afraid. front up to, a, to an emergency medical department, and some of the finest Public hospitals in the world, by the way, yeah, uh, and, um, and 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 front up there and say, Doc, I've got a pain in my gulliver, and you're only to be diagnosed with, oh, well, I see what the problem is. You've been having dream sex with demons. <laughs> the sperm got across a temporal lobe, and now you're fucked. I'm going to give you some wormwood and a if, big lie down. That's right. And I'm going to do a little dance around the hospital bed here, and that should get rid of those demons. And I'm going to live stream the whole thing. Yeah, and that was actually that was the actual diagnosis of many complaints handed out by one of AFLDS's more famous docs, and we yes. might remember her from uh, during the pandemic. Uh, in Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth, I believe, Stel- Dr. Stella Emanuel, mm. who was also a big fan of hydroxychloroquine. Yep. And no doubt, I reckon she's killed more people than she saved. If we that, yeah. had two columns, I reckon that dead column would be a little bit larger. Would not need an Excel spreadsheet, just a whiteboard would be fine. <laughs> but back to the formal period. You just do the do four lines, four vertical lines, and then you cross and them, then and that makes five. And that, that's it how makes it works. easier to count. Yeah, Makes it, it does. Easy to count. It does because the count but back the to the former boss of AFLDS, Dr. Simone Gold, for a doctor she is, which is a very mm. Jared Henderson comment, uh, who was sentenced to six weeks in prison after she entered the Capitol during the January six riot with John Strand, an underwear model, <laughs> roughly twenty years or junior, who had become her boyfriend and is also an AFLDS employee. What does he do? Uh, he's an underwear model, John. <laughs> He doesn't do anything. But why he is stands he there with his hands on his hips. That's what he does. <laughs> and he looks rugged. That's his job. And he bangs the boss. <laughs> and he, he's screwing a rather desperate-looking Simone Gold. Oh, my God. Yeah, according to prosecutors, when she was, in fact, uh, prosecuted over the uh, Capitol entrance, Gold stood by as a police officer was attacked by rioters, opting not to use her medical training to help the man. Good. You know? <laughs> It, 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 Hippocratic oath. I mean, that's for hypocrites or, yes. or hippos or something. Yeah. Yes, hey, see that man over there? Yeah. 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 No. That, I disagree you know. with him today. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it, see if we can get a credit card number off him. Um, yeah. Then, you know. To be fair, be she's probably him. more standing there saying, I'm not getting paid for this, as opposed to, I should help this man. Yeah, yeah, no, that Hippocratic oath just gets in the way. And so, we're going to uh, hand it over to the uh, Daily Beast, Joel. Yeah, we'll oh. crack out some classic reporting here and go for a long quote here. So, Gold was arrested a few weeks after the riot and charged with disorderly conduct and other criminal charges. Uh-huh. As her legal case loomed on February 2022, Gold, according to emails and affidavits the board's lawyers have added to the court record, resigned her position on the AFD, AFLDS board. I can't mm-hmm. read. Joey Gilbert, a former professional boxer turned Nevada lawyer who was once suspended from the sport after testing positive for steroids and amphetamines, cool, was voted <laughs> onto the board. 
Because it's all hunky-dory, You right? can see the quality of person here. It's good. <laughs> Maybe he swapped steroids and amphetamines to get in there. I don't know. According to the board's lawsuit, Gold tried to negotiate a position as a fundraising consultant for the organization. With a, now. Mm. I know. But like, she clearly is quite good at it because they've grifted the fuck out of cookers. Oh, yeah. She's raised My, a shitload of money. Mainly, prob- mainly through directing prescriptions for ivermectin. Mm. Yes. And, you know, convincing morons they need it, of course. And donations, yeah. Very important part. She was asking for $1.5 million as a signing bonus and $600,000 annual salary. <laughs> what, what Fuck is she, me. What is she, Kanye West? I mean, no, not Kanye West, obviously. No. What, what is she, a signing bonus. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, Gold ultimately agreed to stay on as a consultant, although it's not clear what financial deal she actually received. So almost as soon as she resigned, according to Gold's detractors, she began attempting to control the organization. Oh. Again. Mm. Well, yeah. Her replacement as AFLDS's executive director resigned herself just a month later and after being what AFLDS operations director Christine Lutzo uh, described in an affidavit as visibly shaken due to receiving hateful emails from Gold. So Gold's got a sharp tongue. <laughs> another another moment of the Hippocratic Oath just sort of passed her by, but go yeah. on. Yeah, why not? In Lutzo's telling, Gold also tried to give a sizable raise to her boyfriend, proposing that Lutzo- The underwear model. He's just standing there with his hands on his hips, Joel, just looking rugged. Yeah. But, like, this is the thing. So, proposing that Lutzo cut another doctor's annual pay, another doctor's annual pay in (laughs) half from $144,000 and then give the extra $72,000 to the underwear model strand. What's he doing? What's his job? He's got to have some decent shit catches, Joel. Otherwise, you know, the whole thing falls over. To be fair, no one even wants you to wear the undies. That's just a formality. <laughs> I bet your cock isn't as good as Hunter Biden's. Moving no. on. Underwear underwear models generally tend to have small penises. That's well, just something I've noticed. Well, I want to know how you found that out, and we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> AFLDS is tearing itself apart in the fight over what Gold's rivals describe as her extravagant spending using the group's funds. This is the best part. The alleged purchases include $100,000 on a single private jet trip, of course, and $50,000 a month in Gold's personal expenses, just casually spending money on stuff. 50 grand a month? That's nothing, Joe. It's nothing. It's nothing. (laughs) Nothing for a doctor just trying to do the right thing by cooked idiots in a cult. Who occasionally forgets about the Hippocratic Oath, but that's, you know, it's just a memory thing. You think the underwear model is going to eat... Normal oysters <laughs> needs the good ones. What is wrong with you? Have you never fucked an underwear model? My God, Jack, live a little. They really just stand there with their hands on their hips. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that's expensive time. Mm. You need to give them a lot of drugs just to get them up there. So much of the controversy is centered on AFLDS's purchase of a $3.6 million mansion in Naples, Florida, where Gold lives with her boyfriend. <laughs> Who is, of course, as we've said, a, a much, much younger, younger underwear model underwear and model a fellow and, capital rider. And fellow capital rider. Uh, so, yes, I mean, let's not forget this is a Just, not-for-profit organisation yes. who have invested, according to gold anyway, in residential <laughs> residential property. Yes, um, Just to casually. To the $3.6 million. Uh, and what a fucking grifter. Among her, among her expenses, Joel, she was paying $5,600 a month in house cleaning. Jesus wow. Christ. I don't I mean, think that's the underwear model. Cleaning. I don't think the underwear model will be doing that. 
Uh, to be fair, it should be. I mean, getting takes paid. Takes off the undies and gives a bit of a dust, gives the coffee table a bit of a dust. Yeah, it's wearing maybe. a rag. But there's $5,600. Jeez, if you were the cleaner, you'd be happy, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, probably not because there's probably 30 of them getting paid fuck all to do an entire month of cleaning and getting, you know, table scraps for lunch. But look, in textbook grifter piece of shit fashion <laughs> gold is not backing down nope. pinning threatening emails to board members as aforementioned and describing herself alternatively as a popular folk hero which Ooh. in some circles is quite true a rainmaker which what? that's vague okay isn't that like a john grisham film of that title i don't know and an Something avenging like lioness yeah i can see that now this is classic narcissistic cooker behavior and this is a quote from her just as the mother lioness will not let her baby lion be murdered, neither will I, which she wrote according to an exhibit she filed in, uh, well, she didn't file, which was filed in the lawsuit. Honestly, yeah, she what actually a said that piece in of a work. legal document. What Just a piece as the of work. mother lioness will not, do you think she means the underwear model? Well, uh, I mean, maybe lion? she plans to I eat him. I will not let my underwear model be murdered. No, no. He needs $3.6 million of the housing, and that house does not keep itself clean for free because I'm not fucking doing it. I'm too busy selling ivermectin and lying to people. Just as the mother line is. Imagine putting that in a legal document. What a fool. I leak. just can't handle the it. The whole business will be stuck in the courts for months, if not years. I'd say, I reckon it'll, it'll go to settlement in around 2026. Oh, Who'd have thunk doctors? who prescribed hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin for profit would be terrible people. Oh. What a fucking shock that is. Oh, stunned. The cows have fucking masks on. Everybody is up for the high jump. If they deserve it, if they deserve to hang, they will hang. Rise up, Australia. Men of Australia, time to step up and be real men. Protect your kids or go down biggest cows this country has ever seen. Yeah. Hang that animals. Yes, listeners, the kids are still at it with their protesting. Well, you know, yelling at buildings. But every now and then, they just go a little bit too far. No. And this is one of those times. Yes, who would have thought? Boundaries. Stepping over them <laughs> with their feet. On Sunday, Soz messaged us to tell us that Auntie Glenda and her mate Jenny and their little Galactic Larrikins group claimed publicly to have taken over the Aboriginal tent embassy in Canberra apparently following up on some bullshit piece of paperwork they littered the area with some time ago, claiming they own the place, which is just a classic move for these fucking morons. We own this now. Here's a piece of paper. Here's a piece of paper that's put my thumbprint so. on it. We're fucking idiot. So the call went out to cookers to turn up and occupy the space, and of course they did because half of them lived there in shanty towns and fucking caravans. Plastic. And plastic Yes, wrap. yes, glad wrap fucking tombs. And, of course, activist and complete legend Leah House turned up to evict the colonizers saying it was some real 1788 colonizer shit right here, which was great, on a video she shared to her Instagram, uh, which I got off Twitter through Soz, I think. The yeah, Federal I saw it too. Yeah, yeah, she pops up on my Instagram feed as well. That's fucking good. Good yeah. on her. So the federal police appeared to be respecting the ATE and its, you know, sort of sovereignty as such and help move on the interlopers. And this was generally how things sort of played out. But the message was clear. is while cookers are going to cook and occupy Canberra, even the ATE isn't safe from these motherfuckers. And when they turned up, the elders were not present and there was a caretaker there. This poor bastard was taken by surprise by this small army of idiots <laughs> yelling about sovereignty and freedom who, get this, waited until he went to get something to eat 
and then claimed it was deserted. Abandoned, abandoned household. Yeah. Aban- yeah. Oh, no, squatter's rights. You can't get something to eat once you leave. It's like what, like when you have like a those things on TV where like you have your hand on a car and the, like the last person gets yeah, the car. That's it. That's how it it's works. Not, it's not how That's how property works in Australia. Work. Didn't you know that, John? I should. I should. Yeah, I'm going to go with my hand on a fucking unit in Potts Point. So the first video claims that the... And I'm, this is a quote, corporate blacks have been evicted. Ooh. I mean, how fucked up is that? Don't, Ooh. just don't, just don't. It has Glenda and Jenny on this video explaining that corporate blacks had been evicted, outlining some sort of long-winded sobship bullshit about how they had the right to do what they did. And I'm just going to say that I'm going to level with you guys. I love you all. I love our listeners. I want to do the best job by you. That video was 22 minutes. I was not fucking prepared to watch. Yep. I watched about 30 seconds to get the gist of it. Honestly, Tim Paul Tales girls do a really good job of doing this. Oh, and look, this is another plug for the Patreon. If we get to a living wage and I don't have to work anymore, (laughs) I will spend that 20 minutes. (laughs) I I can't guarantee that I will. I will. Um, I will. If I'm like on like, you know, a decent wage that I can live on from the Patreon, I will start watching these videos. But until then, that uh, is work. I'm not paid nearly enough to eat that kind of shit because it was awful. Awful. Did you see any of the of these old white blokes doing Aboriginal ceremonies? Oh, my Jesus gosh. Christ. The Boritian thing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. Because we're trying to get in touch with the spirits and yeah, all that our sort black of stuff. Side. What, do you mean? The- what do you mean, like Jack Daniels? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I can summon my grandparents that killed your cousin. So, <laughs> a following video posted by the Galactic Larrikins, which is clearly meant to make Leah look bad and make them look good, has utterly found that goal. Maybe I'm biased, but like, I mean, come on. It was so bad. It wasn't really from, edited. From the, from, the, from the 30 seconds you watched of it, yeah. No, no. This one I watched a bit more of because it was mostly Leah, so I was kind of into it. So, another video, a woman, this is the video. A woman is standing there. I'm not going to name her because I don't name minor cookers because I don't want to give them the attention and oxygen they they desire. She's smoking a cigarette, just belligerently repeating, two camps, one embassy. And Leah's like, no. Like, it just doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just... And what she thought they do is they just shift the goalposts. So there was apparently an agreement that they would be able to stay away from the embassy in their own space where they were doing that whole fucking dumb cooker thing on the parliament grounds, you know, a while ago at Old Parliament House, that whole fucking thing. But she's like, nah, two camps, one embassy. It's a thing now. And this is the thing. Like, you know, this like Solvesits just make shit up as they go. This is just their thing. I said love. I said pet. I said love. I said two camps, one embassy. That's it. That's exactly fucking it. It is so painful. And the way she's smoking saying it, and she's just got this <laughs> sense of confidence. She's just like, no, no confidence. So, like, Leah, full respect, she holds her ground really well. Yeah, she's a toughie. Fuck me. It is her and this caretaker standing off on a good sort of 10 cookers in their cars, showing their 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 strength there. And it's one of those things where I'll just say, like, you know, respect for just dropping tools and heading over in an absolute instant because this reaction was very quick, and that's pretty impressive. But this sort of shit cannot stand and no. i'm looking at these cars and i'm thinking okay you inherited some money because surely you didn't fucking work for it but some of them are quite nice and they're covered in this sort of bullshit and this like crayon the media is the yeah. virus it's like they've been written in you know sort of kidnap language it's it's, it's yeah yeah exactly been written in lipstick yeah, it's, it's really embarrassing. And one of them it's had all this sad. shit about mRNA injections in cows. I'm sure the Tim Fortales girls know all about this. But, like, I mean, what? 
cows? <laughs> what the fuck? What is wrong with you motherfuckers? Like, and the cows will attack or something? Is, just, is that how it goes? Oh, I don't know. And while it is absolutely obvious, and it always has been, the vast majority of the cookers that are using First Nations people as a vehicle, and as Tom Tanaka would say, a legitimacy shield for this sort of fucked up version of sovereignty they're trying That's to inject in the situation. Mm. Cooker Supreme and proper skin crawler Brad Beaven. He does that all the time. He's disgusting accidentally left his live turned on as he reeled off one of the most racist rants I've ever fucking heard. Oh, dear. All this abo, all this sort of stuff. It's, and it's not surprising from such a horrible human being. It's pretty wild from a group that likes to just astroturf themselves with these First Nations yeah. allies. And guess what? quite right, does it? Mm. And when Brad was exposed for this, he said he was infiltrated. What does that even mean? <laughs> what, like, it's a deep fake? Like someone's deep faking you? Were no. Ca- were there cows involved, John? Pretty sure a drunk idiot left his phone on and broadcast himself saying shit that he didn't want people to hear mm, and then used uh-oh. the word infiltrated to get around it because he's basic. That's what happened. Yeah. That's how it works. So I won't quote or repeat what he said because I'm not comfortable saying it. It's that sort no. of thing where it's like it's not like the N-word, but it's close and I just don't like it. I usually wouldn't give this sort of thing oxygen, but the cheek of these people to try and occupy the tent embassy, nah, yeah. no. No, just it's not no. their first not their first crack at it. And, and look, just to give um, listeners a bit of a background, um, as we pro- would have covered in the show, I can't remember until it was actually the fiftieth anniversary of the uh, the, Austro- the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in Canberra uh, this Australia Day. So, twenty sixth of January, nineteen seventy two, four Indigenous men set up a beach umbrella on the lawns opposite Parliament House in Canberra, the old Parliament House, and describing the umbrella as the Aboriginal Embassy. The men were protesting the McMahon's government approach to Indigenous land rights, which was which was basically just fuck off. Yes. Uh, the embassy operated in a number of different locations and took many forms before its permanent establishment on those same lawns where it is today mm-hmm. in 1992, 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And, and the goal of protesters have, all, have, have also changed over time and now include you know, not only land rights but also Indigenous sovereignty, as it were again, and self-determination. It's, yep. It has bipartisan support, with the exception of Tony Abbott, <laughs> uh, who, and we might remember the Australia Day ceremony or the uh, uh, the, the protests at an Australia Day um, uh, celebration in Canberra uh, where a lot of Indigenous protesters and other uh, people joining them uh, sort of uh, crowded around Tony Abbott, uh, forcing him to flee and Julie Abbott, uh, Julia Gillard also to flee and she left her shoe behind and she was sort of escorted away, carried away by, uh, um, by right, protective yeah. services staff, you might remember that. And, and, and Tony Abbott said, oh, I'm probably thinking oh, it's a bit... You know, haven't we all done this sort of thing now? You know, good on you, Tone. Yeah. I mean, his latest contribution to the public debate is is uh, let's have a bit of uh, let's have a bit of conscription, and oh, you could just hear uh, the brass at uh, the brass at uh, Duntroon going, please don't, please don't do that. We don't, we don't want eighteen year old kids here. We don't <laughs> we're, want more. We're trying to keep a good, rags. trying to keep a good defence force here. Yeah, yeah. And we just don't want eighteen year olds who don't want to be here to to, to turn. Do up. not want dipshits. So thanks no. very much for, for for that tone, and uh, we can you can just slot another op-ed into the Australian when you're ready. <laughs> uh, <coughs> 
but yes, this is this has been around for fifty years. It, it is a symbol, and along come a bunch of clowns, and I saw these white guys, you know, with the face paint and all that sort of stuff, doing their best, their best emu dances and all that sort of stuff. It was so pathetic. Uh, I don't know what needs to be done with these people. I really don't know. Don't know what needs to be done. I, I, I would like the police to go a little bit harder, but they I would did. Like that. To, I, to to ACT police's credit, they did. They did hold their ground yeah. on this well, occasion. This mm. is a situation where a line has been crossed. I'll do anything for you. Just tell me what you want me to do. Today's conditional release program is brought to you by the Republican Party, the party of Lincoln, the Ooh. party of Eisenhower, of Reagan, the party of George W. Bush, yeah. the party of Nixon, yeah. the party of Trump. Yeah. God, we're awful. I mean, just irredeemably fucked. Old Abe is probably doing 360s in his grave at Springfield at the very thought of what a bunch of amoral sociopaths we are. We hate the people, and they've finally figured that out. Oof. And now they hate us too. Oof. And can you blame them? We've been stiffing these lunch pail slobs for years, squeezing them dry so we can roll our tax cuts to millionaires. <laughs> the only people who do like us are vicious theocratic Neanderthals <laughs> who want to wipe their asses on the First Amendment because they think Donald Trump is baby fucking Jesus. Yeah, and fucking Rob Watkins told them that. <laughs> the grand old party, it feels like ashes in my mouth just saying it. We're the only ones who could let a perpetual grifter, shiftless fucking gangster con man not just come into the party, but come in and take the whole fucking thing over. That's embarrassing. And when we finally get a around to excising that bloated, bewigged carcinoma from the party. <laughs> Mitch McCollin and I are going to make sure he's gone forever. I'll be yeah. firing a nail gun into his coffin lid just to make sure he doesn't get out. <laughs> the Republican Party. What a terrible pack of assholes we are. But still, vote Republican, eh? Yeah. Treat them mean. Keep them keen. <laughs> I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all, within... And with the sounds of Australia's answer to Soren Kierkegaard, if Kierkegaard was good at kickboxing, <laughs> found us Panietis ringing in our ears, it means it's time for which Black Bill Fuckwit said that, the quiz show that asks, where's mine and why isn't there more? <laughs> And if you're successful in today's which black bill fuck with said that, Joel, you'll become the Republican gubernatorial candidate for West Virginia in 2024 and oh, happily consign people to lives of poverty, incarceration nice. and substance abuse by prosecuting a litany of failed social policies that didn't even make sense in the 18th century. And if they arc up, a good dose of capital punishment ought to keep them quiet. Yes, it will. It's in the Bible. And there's kickbacks involved, so I'm all about this. This is good. I want this. All right. That's up for grabs, John. That's a lot of cash. West Virginia may as well be governor for life. It's a fucking one-party state. I tell you what, the private prison system gives you sweet, sweet benefits as long as you bring some kids (laughs) to that. That's right. You privatise those suckers, you you make some good money. All right. So who said this? It's not her best decision. (laughs) I already know. Quote, unquote. Was that French physicist and husband of Marie Curie (laughs) who decided to have a strontium enema because she was a little backed up? Pierre Curie? (laughs) That's a bad move, bad move. Was it deriding his his wife Hillary's decision not to visit Wisconsin or Michigan just once in her 2016 presidential campaign? Bill Clinton? That was a mistake, wasn't it? Or was it on hearing that his wife of 74 years, Elizabeth II, had died? Dead Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh? At least she wasn't black. It's not her best decision. Dying. 
Or was it, he's looking kind of dumb with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on his forehead? Donald Trump. (laughs) I don't appreciate the way that played out, but Donald Trump. It is, in fact, Donald Trump. And this was, in fact, Donald Trump blaming his wife, Melanie. Yes, it was. uh, For for tapping him on the shoulder and saying, that Dr. Mehmet Oz, he really makes me wet. (laughs) Um, uh, And on the basis of that recommendation, the Trumpster went all in. And, of course, it must be also said that that the Trumpster, um, uh, that that Mitch McConnell actually weighed in a fair bit of dough uh, for Dr. Mehmet Oz out of his super PAC. Trying to uh, trying to breathe life into that campaign, well, failed they, miserably. They, they knew they were going to. They couldn't afford to drop a, a Senate spot. Yeah, and Pennsylvania was where they looked just awful, and they and, did. And that was because of Doctor Mehmet Oz, not and, her best decision. Badly done, Melanie. And just Have a, a bit of crockery up. over their head. At, uh, at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in, what, like 2020 or something, uh, Smash Mouth played to a crowd of bikers and many of them died as a result of going to a Smash Mouth concert. So yeah, It's going to kill you. And yeah. it's, not, it's not good. It's Imagine not good. dying because you saw Smash Mouth. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> no, Cause of death. No, COVID. You couldn't put that on your, on your, Smash Mouth on concert. your tombstone, could you? You just you couldn't. At least he saw All Star played live. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> it was played at the end of Rat Race, which is kind of a really good um, really good film um, with, a, with a cast of, you know, great comedy, with great comedians and so forth. It's actually very good. Um, well, but, yeah, Smash Mouth play at the end and it's like, ugh. ooh, man. Just Can we not? All right. Well done, Joel. You're well mm. on the way to becoming the, well the Republican candidate for uh, the gubernatorial election in West Virginia. Well Who said this, quote two, The monarchy of the United Kingdom is certainly one of history's most enduring institutions, tracing its history back as far as the petty kingdoms of Anglo-Saxon and early medieval Scotland. It is an institution that can draw on centuries of history Mm. in all those times, among all those monarchs, from figures well-known, King Arthur, Henry VIII, and so on, the longest reigning of them all was Queen Elizabeth II. Wow. Okay. Except to say, Joel, there's a bit of a problem with that because oh. King Arthur <laughs> did, did, doesn't act, or didn't actually exist. Exist. He's yeah. a fictional king. Yeah, yeah. A Camelot. So bullshit. who said yeah. that? That's Was it? Good. Fictional monarchies are the best monarchies. John Ronald Rule Tolkien. Feels dead. Go on. Tolkien. Or was it, I want four King Tritons on my desk by close of business, you lousy Jews, Walt Disney? Yes, famous Andy Samite. Good. Or was well it, done. who could possibly forget King Charles III removing that sword from the stone when nobody else could, not even Scott Morrison, to become our new king, Victorian Liberal Opposition Leader, Matthew Guy? Oh. Or was it, working in a 7-Eleven in downtown Memphis, so try not to stare when you see him, the king, Elvis Presley? This is actually a form of electoral fraud because it's Matthew Guy. It is, in fact, Matthew Guy who thinks somehow that King Arthur was a real dude. I love that because the thing is, he didn't write that. A staffer wrote that, right? Like staffer wrote that, yeah. That staffer is going to have the worst fucking day after that. Well, he probably isn't working there anymore. No, poor, probably not. Well, Matty said to let a lot of people go. It's a fireable <laughs> offence to have King Arthur in that list. I mean, that is a... F- Horrible offence. All those monarchs, all those King Arthur figures well known, 
Yeah, in fucking fiction, you idiot. And this is the thing. Like, you can't employ children. The halls of Canberra are full of children because most people get to about 30 and say, this is awful and I never want to do this again. But so you need to keep on churning out these morons from university, they, and they—they're they they, they're not smart. Yeah, they have communications degrees and things like that. Sometimes economics degrees, but they, they have no sense of history. And they last three years before they end up moving on to something else like finance or some yeah, shit. And getting pre-selected to yes. represent the Victorian Liberal Party. Yeah, and failing there, and then living at the parents' place for a while. All right, you are well on the way to, mm-hmm. to the gubernatorial twenty twenty four election in West Killing Virginia. It. Here we go. Last quote, I think at a general level, we're going to be somewhere between plus three and plus five in the Senate. I think we're going to win all the Republican seats, which will include Oz in Pennsylvania. Didn't have Colin Doctor, not very respectful. Which will include Oz in Pennsylvania, J.D. Vance, and will include people like Marco Rubio handily. And we're going to keep the seat in North Carolina and in Wisconsin with Ron Johnson. Then I think we're going to pick up Bolduck who is almost certainly going to win in New Hampshire. Mm. Who said that? She eerily prescient uh, predictions there, except Words for are. one or two fairly serious mistakes. Yes. Was it election rain man who never gets anything wrong and had the best, it was the best, best outcome, Donald Trump Jr. Well, he didn't have the best, but his dad did, which is almost the same thing. Or was it? It was the best, the biggest, the bigliest midterms ever, and I won again, even by more this time, his dad, Donald J. Trump. Mm-hmm. Or was it he really is as pissed as a Newt, Newt Gingrich? Or was it pundit, poll analyst, and founder of the 538 website, Nate Silver? Well, I know that Newt likes to throw his mouth off on Fox News a lot, so I reckon it was Newt Gingrich. Well done, Joel. Fuck yes. <laughs> you may as well just uh, pull up whatever the capital of West Virginia is, and I really have no idea. No, I have uh, no pull, idea. Pull up there because uh, they have those, you know, Canberra things where, you know, your, your major city, and there aren't too many of those in West Virginia, um, uh, is not your capital. It, it is an administrative capital. Oh, um, so you. you may as well pull up there, wherever it is, whatever it's called, and, um, and, just, uh, and just pull up a... Pull up a pull up a puff and um, and settle yourself down. You know that I'm going to be well paid. I'm going to have health insurance, and I'll be in the United States of America. Do you know how fat I'm going to get? I'm about to put on an actual hundred kilos, and I'm going to be and I will not be shamed for it. I'm just going to get a mobility scooter and lean into it. This is going to be well, great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, but look, you'll 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 have to you'll have you'll have to somehow try and overcome a crippling <laughs> opioid addiction because that's that's the big thing in West Virginia. Oh, I'm totally fine. I was eat through it. And the capital of uh, West Virginia, to all those interested, is a place called Charleston, not Charleston, huh? South Carolina, but Charleston, West Virginia. Charleston, there you go. Got a couple of uh, got a couple of domed looking buildings that look very administrative, and that's where. It all the action happens there. So well done, Joel. You've done extremely well. And uh, I just want to point out that Nate Silver made a fantastic little tweet last week. Uh, he is, of course, the founder of the 538 website. Yes, he is. Poll analyst and what have you. And he said, um, you know, I've got the bucks to be able to pay for a blue tick. I've got – I can pay, you know, I can pay Elon Musk $8, yeah. dollars $8 a month yeah. US. Uh, and I'm not, not especially anti-Musk, you know. But I'm not inclined to pay him. He said, I'm not inclined to. So I'm going to tell him to fuck off because I've been providing him 
and Twitter with free, free content yeah. <laughs> for years. And that's yeah. the that's the truth of it. That's what we all do on Twitter. That's what we, we do. Provide we are the, the content. Yeah. Yeah. So he made that's a very exactly good point the there. And Newt Gingrich, well, Newt what is really ironic about this is that Newt Gingrich got rolled. He was the Speaker of the House the Republican Speaker of the House in 1998, who basically prosecuted uh, Bill Clinton over the Monica Lewinsky thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And thought, this is going to be a great, great political tactic. I am Newt. I am the I am the Newt star. The Newt. A- and then they went to their 1998 midterms and got fucking spanked. And, that, <laughs> and, and he was dead by Christmas. He was gone. Good. Good. So that was the end of the Newt star as a, as a politician. And since then, he's just been basically drinking and turning up on Fox News. Well, that's, I would like to live that way myself. Hmm. It's a living. We fired you. We sacked you. We dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal. You're a traitor. And you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you. That's what I'll go with. In today's Soft Sits V The Man, we are providing an update on those allegedly fake AFP badges that ended up down by the river in <laughs> FNQ. Now, two people have been charged over the matter, and they're before the courts, including a woman who prosecutors allege began the plot to establish her own Australian Federal Police Force, uh-huh. like you do, the one and only Teresa Van Lyshout. Yes, yes. I wasn't sure about uh, what was going on with Teresa, and I, I had yeah. to update myself today, and it's just quite wonderful, actually. <laughs> Van Lyshout is currently on bail and is facing charges, as I okay. say. She did spend some time in the slammer awaiting trial after oh. bail was initially denied in an amusing exchange with a magistrate in an Adelaide courtroom back in January this year. Applying for bail... She pro- proposed one man be her guarantor, but sadly the man himself had been fined for having breached public or health <sighs> orders in South Australia last year. Take it away, Joe. He's got nothing to do with no political activities whatsoever. He's like a father figure to me. He's a man of character and I assure you a man of integrity, she said. Mm-hmm. Hopefully bellowing like I did. Yeah, she Magistrate- was yelling. Yes, I imagine so. She's a bit yelly. Magistrate Brett Dixon was unconvinced and refused bail, telling Ms. Van Lyshout, your assurances from the doc carry little weight. (laughs) And she responded with, well, that's not very respectful. (laughs) Very funny. Sick of her Very funny. Yes, obviously Magistrate Brett Dixon has said, yeah. Nah, just no. You've got a bit of form, darling. Yeah, you kind (laughs) of suck. (laughs) But she was subsequently... Um, bailed, that's Van Lyshout, was subsequently bailed in April under strict conditions, including that she continues mental health treatment after a psychiatric assessment found she is suffering from, and I quote, a delusional disorder. No. No. (laughs) Those psychiatrists, wow, I wouldn't have thought of that. Anyway, our one true Governor General, self-appointed that is, disagrees on that delusional disorder thing and much of proceedings for the year have focused on whether she is fit to plead, Uh. fit to stand trial, uh, or whether she's just fit to plead and not be sent to prison but sent for treatment. Van Lyshout continues to maintain she's as sane as the next person, provided the next person is Kanye West. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In an outburst in the Adelaide Magistrates Court earlier this year, she said, 
I will not cooperate with this. I'm sick and tired of being treated this way. I'm sick and tired of it. And Magistrate Simon Smart replied, will you be quiet, please? I'm trying to look after your interests. I'm trying to help you, you fucking moron. Shut the fuck up. Bail conditions were continued, requiring her to take her meds. That's the big thing. They're saying, you know, yeah, the magistrate wow. will look her in the eye and say, are you going to take your meds? And she has to get up and say, yes, I will. I will Ooh. because I don't want to be incarcerated, but no one's entirely sure. Anyway, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. And she's also re- required to front the Port Pirie cop shop three times a week, which is uh-huh. a bit of a stretch given she lives in Adelaide. Anyway, oh, the God. trial continues and will continue in December. We Oof. will bring you up to date with all that happens there. It looks increasingly likely on my reading of things that um, she has that she'll be found uh, sane enough to plead but not sane enough to face the consequences of her no. actions. And that will mean that she's basically ordered by the court to be not, um, not sane. Which yes, be, which is kind of predictable. Anyway, well, it means that she gets sectioned, and it's up to the judge whether she gets released ever. So yeah, that sucks. Yeah, there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of conditions. But look, we won't uh, prejudge things. No, absolutely uh, not. Meanwhile, all the way across the Nullarbor, Van Lyshout's alleged co-conspirator, and we thank listener Kim from Freo for the heads up on this. Thanks, buddy. Fifty-one-year-old Marcus Jensen. Uh, has been standing tall before a magistrate for ordering <laughs> AFP badges and AFP rubber stamps in Perth. Ooh. The court has heard Jensen was part of a plot to create a new Australian Federal Police Force. Oh, good. As you do. As you where do. Where he started as out as a detective that. before getting promoted to Deputy Commissioner. Oh, he, just try try and you'll get there. Just, you know? He was just really good at it. You know? Eating his wheat bix and getting up the ranks. Good on him. Jensen allegedly told officers from the anti-terrorist squad that the main objective of the new AFP would be to remove the current government and that the group's first target was Western Australian Premier Mark McGowan, who Jensen said would be arrested and then brought before the courts to face charges. I love that. Imagine telling the cops that. Oh, by the way, um, sedition? <laughs> I'm into it. Is it treason? It's at state level. Let's yeah, talk about this. Yeah, Let's talk look, law. Let's talk law. We've got some very old lawyers looking at it now. I mean, but but this is the other thing. What courts? What, were they going to be people's courts, people's Well, tribunals? I mean, it was probably going to be mm. on the steps of something with a bunch of people live streaming it. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. These are proceedings. These are proceedings. They're underway on foot. At the They're on foot. We're taking the piss. <laughs> uh, so these are proceedings underway at the moment. The court was also told that during a raid of Mr. Jensen's Stewart Hill home, officers uncovered emails, documents, and messages where he discussed the and I quote, new AFP, as well as concerns regarding COVID vaccines being used to kill citizens. Well, I mean, the guy just knows what he's talking about, clearly. (laughs) That's that's why he made Deputy Commissioner. That is, yeah. (laughs) Commonwealth Prosecutor Tom Mooney told the court the idea for the new AFP was devised by a group headed by Theresa Van Lyshout. Hello. You're still in, I hope you're still taking your meds, Teresa. Uh, he said over a period of months, Miss Van Lyshout allegedly began appointing people over the internet as new members of the AFP, including Mr. Jensen, who she anointed as Deputy Commissioner. She could tell a go-getter when oh, she yeah. saw one. Well, she knew. On, a Zoom, on, a, on a Zoom Well, broadcast. I mean, look, you can, you, can, you can tell a lot. You can tell a lot. I might do this as my last thing on Twitter. Just create a new AFP and just give all my favourite people on Twitter <laughs> appointments and then just You're deactivate my account. You can be head of anti-counterterrorism. You yeah. can do, oh, I don't like you. 
you're, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're just going to be you're just going to be wandering around Parliament House. You can be Highway Patrol. No one likes you. <laughs> anyway, that trial, the one in uh, one in Perth, is continuing. And in the interest of fairness, we make no further comment, except to say the proceedings in two states should not deter anyone in my view, with a bit of get up and go about them to start their own police force. Music's my ears, I mean, who, who hasn't at one time or another thought, neighbourhood watches for wimps, right. I'm going to create my own police and I'll make myself commissioner. No, wait, deputy commissioner. No, wait, governor general. I tell you what, no Glocks for us. We're going to have just like fully automatic submachine guns. I mean... Why half-ass it? I mean, really. Yeah, it's it, it's all perfectly normal. And anyone who declares themselves Australia's head of state is okay with us. Yeah, yeah. Let well, me have a quick look at the scoreboard. Yeah. We're, we're finding it's a nil-all situation at half time, but we're expecting those numbers to change very we much. We are expecting those numbers to change. And uh, I, if I were a betting man. It has been a huge week in Pete Evans, with the craggy-faced, disgraced former pizza cook finding his way back into the tail of the show. It's been Welcome a while. back, Pete. Thank you for pissing me off once again. While Senator Grind said the idiot who Bradbury into the Senate on TikTok video on Rich Fat Fuck is very funny. This segment will always be about our Holocaust-denying hero, Pete. We love, love you, Pete. Oh. The real history of Germany. Tell us more about it. We just need to learn. <laughs> and he's been on fire this week. And yeah. why? I hear I none agree. of you ask. Well, I will tell you why. Because Bitcoin has shit the bed, folks. Uh-oh. And it's a funny kind of crash because usually when Bitcoin's ass falls out of its drawers, it hits the news. But we're at the point in the crypto cycle when no one even fucking cares. I mean, we had the crash. That was ages ago. It was way more valuable then. No one gives a fuck anymore. No one cares. So listeners in the show will know how I feel about crypto. Not fondly. It mm. is puff. It pisses me off. Fiat currency makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. There's a whole thing to it. I've read some books. But once I knew that Pete was up to his tits in Bitcoin, I was praying to the gods <laughs> to see it crash through the floor. I mean, come you, on. You love your schadenfreude, Carl. I just want him to go broke. That's all I want. Can we just make that happen? <laughs> He fucking deserves it. Come on. I mean, if anyone deserves just absolute destitute poverty, it's that motherfucker there. Go and work at Bunnings, you piece of shit. Learn some ethics. So the gods have answered in part because that shit is down 71% over the past year. Ouch. Now, Pete's not one to accept defeat, even if it comes in concrete fucking circumstances. As we all well know, this is the case. And he is still pumping the cryptocurrency in a way that teeters on the edge of financial advice as he mm. recommends to his cult to just buy the dip. Yeah, keep going. But, like, what, what, what is a dip? Like, how far is this dip going to – it's dipping. It keeps dipping. Like, is it going to keep dipping? I don't know. Pete, don't give financial Pete, advice. Pete, Pete, I've lost all my super. What do I do? Uh, go tell someone who cares. That's, that's mm. what you should do. So crypto confidence has been shaken by the collapse of recently <laughs> – recently minted and very big crypto exchange FTX, which is founded by 30-year-old Sam Bankman-Fried, otherwise known as SBF. Mm-hmm. And this is the latest casualty in the sort of Ponzi scheme of shit coins and these opaque exchange sites. This one was set up in the Bahamas. There was no oversight. It's very, very dodgy. And, and, and he is currently <laughs> under... Uh, uh- 
I think under sort of house arrest, yeah. assisting um, um, uh, police with their inquiries. There is a particular <laughs> a particular transaction where he's uh, passed on oh, 20, I think $24 billion, it might be $26 billion, in a transaction to a company that he's got a holding of and Ooh. is currently run by his partner. Mm. I tell you what, I bet he wishes he had a fucking shoebox of cash under the bed right now. <laughs> so he probably well, does. He fucking would. So while SBF decided to go on this money printing rampage by creating a crypto hedge fund whose asset was a coin that he just made up himself. It's a coin. And then had bank loans leveraging this. It was a fucking Whoa. total nightmare. He also made these wild gambles with this investor's cash, and it all went to absolute shit because these shit coins including the one he just made up for some reason because people started realizing, hold on, he just made this up. And There's nothing behind this. Like Coindesk was like, hold on, is this this is a bit sus. All turned into dust because no one saw that coming. Well, he didn't, I guess, because he's under house arrest, right? He went ahead and just took customers' money backed by actual cryptocurrency with actual money involved and just bailed out this bullshit hedge fund he'd made, which is insane. And hoping maybe to trade his way out of it or something, which went as well as you can imagine. And now the whole thing is completely fucked. And basically, bankruptcy court is going to take a whole bunch of money in administrative fees and decide which crumbs they're going to give to the actual people who are holding actual assets. If your money's in FTX, I just want to say, like, lifeline number style, I'm really sorry to hear it. I hope you're okay because that fucking sucks. But you know what sounds really bad? I mean, that sounds bad, and I'm sorry for your loss, but what's really bad? SBF is a dirty, filthy lefty. Filthy, filthy. Filthy, filthy disgusting lefty. lefty. But just before you go on, Joel, look, and I do, I'm not in the financial advice business, of course, and I do uh, You offer the usual caveats, but I'm just looking at FTX.com, and you can get $20 back after your first trade. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, so, so probably best not to sign up, though. That website's still up? Are you fucking yeah, serious? Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, my God, is. it's disgusting. I know. Anyway, this is what filthy lefties will do, Joel. Well, yes, they will. I mean, I would say the right's probably more popular for this. Oh, uh, Enron, come on, uh, you know. But uh, look, own it, own okay. it. Okay. Well, no, I'm not going to. He's not a lefty. He's a liberal. That's what he is. Yeah. Because he's one of these fucking capitalist, fucking effective altruism types, and. Effective altruism is this sort of like philanthropic social movement with lots of philosophical undertones, seeks to sort of maximize the benefit of actions. It's either through like altruistic businesses or just like effective charitable work. Utilitarianism, that sort of bullshit. I can't say it anymore. I used to be able to say it at university, but I can't anymore. Sam wanted to make a fuckload of money and basically made the world a better place and through a leftist lens, which I kind of appreciate. Some of his shit was actually kind of smart, but... I must say, under this sort of like shit-colored glasses I'm seeing right now, I'm going to use the word apparently because this guy's a fucking fraud. Oh, yeah. He's he's going to get a very, very long holiday. There are billions and billions of dollars missing. He's not popular. And like, okay, so the reason why I've tagged him as a lib and not as a leftist is because he was planning to donate a shitload of money to the Democratic Party. And he said that he was planning to donate $1 billion. Well, he did have a spare, John. He did have a spare. Well, yeah. He, uh, for he kept a while. It, not now. He, he kept it for the next election, though. He, he, but we'll, we'll get to his donations history because there's, there's quite a lot so far. So look. Enter Pete. He's triggered as fuck by this. I mean, <laughs> this is a Tucker Carlson watching crypto hippie who's seeing his precious Bitcoin shit the bed and some 
goddamn <laughs> devil worshipping lefty fucking it up for everyone. He's so no. sad. <laughs> it's, lefties. it's not Bitcoin, it's shit coins. Oh, it's different. Ma, ma, ma. His telegram has been next level with completely batshit conspiracy theories about this whole thing. It's really quite funny. Some of them are interesting. Most of them incredibly stupid. Now I'm going to no, start off with great. interesting. I'm mm. going to give him a bit, a bit of credit. This one was from Disclosed.tv, which is an absolute cesspit of anti-Semitic nonsense and a fucking awful place. But broken clock spotting on this one because they noticed that the World Economic Forum had deleted their page on FTX. Apparently, FTX was a World Economic Forum member. And of course, it is archived on the Wayback Machine. And it turns out that basically... Once the WBF realized that this company was fraudulent as fuck, they just deleted the page. They're like, well, you no longer remember now. Yeah. You're not coming to fucking Davos this year, are we you, We will champ? not be embarrassed by you. No, absolutely Delete not. the page. We, we are rescheduling your keynote to 3 p.m. because that's what we think <laughs> of you, you fucker. 3 a.m. Yeah, no, yeah, no. that's it. You'll yeah, be on the Davos red-eye shift. That's when everyone's on the drink. The only time that Australians can watch it live. So, look, I've been treating the WF with kid gloves recently, but they are going to take money from anyone and endorse the fuck out of them because they are Same inherently way. soulless like that. And I'm going to be going very hard on them in the Smart Cities rabbit hole because I've been so nice about Class Shop and this little organization, but you can pay them to say nice things about real cunts. So, getting back to Pete, he posted a tweet onto his Telegram, like a screenshot, which is, LOL, FTX was a prime sponsor of the leading study that proved ivermectin was ineffective prior to shifting its resources to Ukraine. Well, he's got proved in inverted com- com- uh, commas there, Joe. What do you think he he's up to? You know, what do you well, think he's saying there? The great thing is that it is true. This is actually true. The FTX Foundation, which is a charity that was started by SBF in his effective altruism thing, did indeed help fund the study that finally debunked ivermectin as a cure and a prophylactic for COVID-19. Do you remember the one? Together, the big study? It was fucking yep. huge. huge. That had FTX money behind it. And it's no wonder they're so upset because they fucking love ivermectin and they hate fucking lefties. I mean, this is such a perfect storm for conspiracy theorists to get upset. Mm-hmm. It also trialed 11 other drugs, including an SSRI, fluoxetine or something, shit which was a bizarre thing to do but look they were trying fucking everything right unfortunately nothing seems to have broken through but it showed conclusively that ivermectin to treat COVID is nonsense and that is going to fucking rustle some right-wing jimmies that is for sure but that ain't it i'm not going to skip that last bit shifting its resources to ukraine biolabs biolabs just like red flags red flags. So SBF is a big Democrat donor. Before his $1 billion plan got nixed by, you know, fraud, SBF was the Alleged second- fraud. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give it that. I don't think he's going to sue us. Alleged <laughs> multi-billion dollar fraud. <laughs> Alleged Ponzi scheme. He was the second biggest donor to Democratic Party in the midterms donating almost $40 million. And two of his deputies at FTX also donated a, donated a further $29 million. This is mad amounts of money. That's like seven, like six, like basically $69 million. That's kind of funny, I guess. It's a funny, funny number, right? Yeah, 69 mm. The first one is George Hilarious. Soros. That's the number one Democrat donor. He threw an eye-watering $128 million into the Democratic Party coffers this year, probably trying to stop, I don't know, the fascism that he had to run from when he was a kid. I don't know. Yeah, it's all too complex yeah. for me. But before you start getting all Democrat to the fucking elites, the other four in the top five, underneath George, Republican donors. It's fine. What? Don't worry. The reds are fine. So also worth noting is that the total spend on these midterms is projected to be $16.7 billion 
fucking dollars. You don't buy democracy, but you can rent it. Fuck. So the $128 million is actually got, like not that big a part of this pie. It sounds like a lot when you think, oh, it's like a billion dollars. No, it's not. So look, this is going to put him like square on the conservative talking head shit list. And anyone on that list is going to get their own conspiracy theory. Yay! So the kernel of truth is that FTX did set up a crypto donation site to help the war effort in Ukraine. So FTX said they would take crypto donations and convert them to fiat to then to be deposited into the National Bank of Ukraine to then, I don't know, buy HIMARS and guns and shit. And this isn't abnormal. This is just a thing. People do this. This is totally like it's checkbook state. But once FTX collapsed, the conspiracy theory started popping up that it was actually an elaborate ruse to take Ukrainian war donations. Biolabs. Biolabs. Exactly. We're going to make like a new chicken pox, funnel them through the banking system, and then send them back to the Democrats in the US. And the reason being is if they keep the Democrats in power, then Grandpa Joe will keep sending them weapons because the Republicans wouldn't authorize the weapons thing. So I like that. It's, 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 it's It's a good idea. SBF and the Democrats are probably actually kicking themselves not thinking of it first because it's pretty smart. I mean, like, <laughs> like that's that's a good scam. Right-wing outlets have been pushing it, mostly fringe dwellers, but also Fox News in the US, which is, you know, of course, pretty mainstream, but it's baseless. It's a fun theory. It's smart. Fuck, I would have done it, but it is baseless and no, dumb. Nothing there. Alex Bornyakov, Deputy Minister of Digital Transformation for Ukraine, denied this on Twitter, and the fact that he had to is quite embarrassing i'm not gonna read the tweet it's boring it's a denial from a person in government it's oh how do we get to this point how how pete Pete. well yeah fuck it's like pete amplifying not (laughs) fucking misinformation anyway there's a shitload of this stuff on his telegram he's fucking loving it there's a forward from david avocado wolf who's the fucking worst person on the planet suggesting that the current chairman of sec was appointed by a politician that received funding from sbf I mean, wait till you hear about how the Supreme Court is appointed. I mean, like, are you serious? <laughs> These motherfuckers are like Republican acolytes and they're bitching about money and politics. Fuck you. So Elon Musk, the fucking idiot that he is, responded to a tweet on this topic saying, quote, SBF was a major Dem donor, so no investigation. Huh? Well, Elon, to be to, to, to be uh, perfectly honest, Elon's had his problems with the SEC himself, of course, and he was mm. fined uh, many millions of dollars. Over mouthing off been, on Twitter. Mouthing off on Twitter over over the uh, potential privatisation, which never took place, of mm-hmm. uh, Tesla. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, yes, uh, you know, basically he broke the rules on basically providing information uh, without it going through the proper channel. So, um, yes, yeah. so he, he would have a bit of an axe to grind. Yes, just, clearly he's just, still upset. Just my two cents. Yeah. So, I mean, look, as far as Elon's claim goes, no investigation. We'll see how that plays out. This kid is going to be in handcuffs in one jurisdiction or another. I'm just not sure which. But the thing is, is like, you know, okay, I'm just going to put the fucking mirror on you, champ. Who's going to investigate what Elon does with Twitter's user data in a private company to pay this $1 billion a year in interest payments that are coming up? Hey, <sighs> hey, Vladimir, have you got a moment? I need, I need to Zoom call you and talk to you about this endless amount of data you might find useful to, I don't know, what, destroy the West with. This is speculation, Joel. Oh, pure speculation. I, I, I wouldn't expect a, man, a fine man like Elon Musk to do that. And just for the record, just so you all know, polonium makes me stronger. So if you <laughs> give it to me, I just get really buff. So just remember, any umbrellas. <laughs> I try those polonium animas. They're well, really good. They're the best. Look, 
I just think it'd be a waste of time, if anything counterproductive to you, to try and poison me with radioactive substances. Just saying to the Russians who are listening, thank you, Simeon. So also, he posted a video of some basic dipshit in a beanie joining the dots on some really obvious shit. It's like a TikTok video, and I fucking hate TikTok. And this is the reason why. But then he sort of decides after all these like join dotting moments, which are like really basic shit that mainstream media have been doing anyway, that SBF's Twitter profile picture has a heart on it. And it's one of those hearts that's just generic clip art heart. But it looks like one of those logos, those pizza gate logos, the conspiracy theorists oh, associate with pedophilia. Here we, go. here we go. And it's great. So basically this fucking beanie wearing moron concludes that Biden was using FTX to funnel money through Ukraine to fund child sex trafficking. Well, what else? You just, yeah. I mean, like, that's like, yeah, of course. How could you possibly come to any other conclusion than that? <laughs> but this is the sort of shit that Pete eats up. This is the stuff he loves to share. This is this gets him excited and it gets cookers excited because they're fucking basic and they can't think that maybe this more on the beanie is fucking having them on. <laughs> He's too dumb to question a counter-narrative because they get him hard. He loves this shit. He gets off in the exciting presentation of a con man using elaborate fucking facial gestures to suck him into a dumb narrative, convincing him something that's so incredibly stupid with no fucking evidence. Yeah, Biden's funding child sex trafficking. Fuck you. The FT- the In reality, the FTX collapse has rocked the crypto space. Bros are scrambling to defend their favorite thing to talk about at parties after a few bumps of coke, and I feel for them kind yeah. of. Gotta talk about something. Yeah. And like the major exchanges, I was listening to the podcast today, they are scrambling themselves. They are oh, yeah. begging to be heavily regulated. And some of them already are. Yeah, I mean, exactly some of them right. have gone it's, public. The industry the industry is really, really in uproar over this because they can see it all just coming down. Yeah. And they need to make sure that there is confidence because regulation brings confidence. And this whole Wild West days of crypto with little people doing little things, it's just over. And there's some big boys, and they want to become part of the club. Let's see what happens. I'm not sure if they will. A lot of black money circulating around in crypto, of course. That's why it cannot be trusted. Oh, totally. But, of course, a lot of those are in cold wallets as well. I mean, look, the days of the second biggest donor to the Democrats are numbered. And, of course... The six biggest donor of the recent recent midterms, all up. They well, are numbered. There will be numbered. <laughs> well, he's will get he's, about 170 years. <laughs> he's, he's he's got no fucking money. They're out. But this is the thing, and I just want to make sure. I want to really highlight this because, sure enough, the elite Democrats won't have their 30 year old piggy bank anymore. But seven of the ten biggest donors, including that fucking reptile fucking vampire Peter Thiel and Larry Ellison, the guy who just bought a billion dollars worth of Twitter for no strange reason, are in the seven of ten biggest donors. They're but Republicans. They're, they're all, but they're all right. They're Republicans. I mean, I, I, and I Pete did, doesn't talk I, about this. I, I did not? notice also Pete claimed to have got a bit crooked during the week after picking up a, a hitchhiker who was vaccinated. Oh, I missed that. That's right. You told me about that. Yeah. I mean, look, maybe I'm going to have to go that bit of a He's looking craggier than usual, put it that way. Well, I, I like to think that he got COVID, but I hate to think that he got it so easily because, let's face it, he's really fit. He'd be fine. He's he, picking he, up hitchhikers. What's he doing like there? I mean, like, is he picking up hitchhikers or is it more of the Paul Pelosi gay prostitute thing? Because let's face it, <laughs> he probably ran that. If I was checking his telegram, I bet he was running yeah, that. Yeah, he would have been all over the Paul Pelosi oh, in his underpants. Yeah, I, look at him. Feel, he's in his underpants. 
I feel so negligent. I haven't even checked. I'm like, you know what? Ralph Babbitt, I'm fuck you, Pete. So otherwise, Pete is still convinced we are all going to die from the jab. It's yep. all over his telegram as well between FDX feeds. And he's still making a fuckload of money hawking overpriced retreats to idiots. Holy shit. They are still selling out. This motherfucker really? is good. Yes, he's really good at this. Like so many weekends. And the food does look decent. But unless you, I'm going to puke it back up after a few shots of ayahuasca on the fucking house, <laughs> I am not paying some fuck with $3,000 to spend a weekend eating a few oysters and talking about pill bullshit. Are you fucking kidding me? But he has got a new yuzu plant, which is really Ooh. lovely. And despite a horrific crash to the crypto market, which may or may not have wiped out half or maybe even more of his personal wealth, God, I hope it did, he's still trying to get his followers to buy Bitcoin. And hey, don't worry, guys. If it goes down in value, Pete will be fine. You know, he's got money. He's got heaps of money. He's, got, <laughs> he's, he's diversified. Oh, but you've hit the wall due to bad financial advice from a narcissistic celebrity hippie. Um, yeah, once again, tell someone who cares. He doesn't care. No. Doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck. No. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, and Joel Hill. Jack, we found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel at Crunchy Moses with AK. I just saw the clock on the recording. My God, that was 30 minutes. We set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily. And if you enjoy the episode, please share it on social media. It helps a lot. We have a Patreon to help keep this sustainable. It's a labor of love, but we still have to pay the rent. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Because we're rent boys. Yes. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, I have to pay myself for sex. So for as little as five dollars <laughs> a month, I have access to all sorts of bonus content, including a bi-weekly bonus episode. I say bi-weekly, we try and do it weekly. But this week I might skip it. I'm sorry, I'm gonna wedding. Of all the good shit that didn't make it in the main program, because we have all sorts of stuff that we look at that we it doesn't make it into this thing. Yeah. But we do try and make it worth it while. No, we do we try and do it weekly, but Joel's gotta be, I think, in uh I, I think you're going to sovereign, uh, sovereign citizen land. Um, oh yeah. The wheat belt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to Geraldton, but uh, to, to the Wayne Glued wedding. I would love it's to a wedding go and of meet the him. Year. Wedding of the year. <laughs> and finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us that you're a bit short on the Patreon juice this month because you invested all your money in FTX. Oh, whoopsie. Uh oh. Thanks, listeners. See ya. You can have a free one this time. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me! You guys are bastards!